Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. That's what I love about Josh Allen. I'm passionate about Josh Allen. I have so much love for him, and he's such a competitor, and all I want is for him to have success. And so I was fortunate for the opportunity that I had in college with Joe, but just a guy like Josh, just his mindset, his mentality, his approach to the game, it's so much fun, and all I want is for him to have success. And so you get a guy like Joe in college, just the way that he approached the game, and now seeing Josh at this level, just how detailed he is, how much he cares, it's just a lot of fun. It's Joe Brady. He met with the media for the first time yesterday as the new interim Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. After the Bills made the change, Ken Dorsey no longer the offensive coordinator. We'll talk with Sean McDermott about that in just a little while. He'll join us for his weekly Friday radio appearance here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. It is a Buffalo Football Friday. And Football Friday is presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Joe, the... Jets are saying, Robert Salah saying, Garrett Wilson has some hurdles to clear before he can play against the Bills on Sunday. He is dealing with an elbow injury. Hmm. That would be a major loss for them. Yes. I mean, there's not much about that offense that is intimidating right now. Um, I mean, really, they're actually getting a lot of complaints in New York about that they didn't do more at receiver. Which is funny because mm. they did stuff. Oh my but god! They just brought in Rogers guys, right? Didn't didn't we say? Oh my god! Look at they're adding this guy, adding that guy. Yeah, Michael Hardman didn't work out. No, he's he's gone already. Yeah, Cobb's old, of course. Yeah. Lazard is just a guy. Um, so it's Garrett Wilson, and then just a bunch of guys, and then it's Brees Hall. Like, it's funny. Their line's not very good. Their depth pieces aren't very good. The quarterback's not very good. So yeah, like there are only two things that scare me on that offense, and it's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. So if half of that's gone. That would make the job, I think, a lot easier. So we'll get the uh, injury report from Sean McDermott if he's going to be ready to declare anyone out or hopefully say, hey, we're still going on here and guys were limited yesterday. We'll see where that goes. He'll join us here in just a little while from now. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Jody Biasi, And as always on a Football Friday, we also look ahead to the week in the NFL. I am in the camp of Bills fans should root for the Browns over the Steelers because I think the Browns... This is without math. I'm not doing math here. Yeah, I'm fine. thinking the Browns have more of a chance to slip up later than the Steelers do, so you might as well give the Steelers a loss now. Does that make sense? Oh, because you're trying to catch both? I, Yeah, I don't want one to run and hide. I don't think either can. Okay. So what's the more likely scenario? If I can keep both down, and one gets to 6-4 and four this week, and then the other one would get to 7-4 and four next week, Somehow, or the week after, like you know what I mean. I'm trying to balance out their losses, I guess. Yeah. And I, what's more likely? So you could say, no, let one win out. That's fine. Yeah. Is that the right way to look at it? Am I wrong? I don't like the way I was approaching it. Is all I got to do is catch one of them. So what's right? the, what's the team I'm more likely to catch? And I think you can make a solid argument either way for that. Looking at the schedules, 
Like I, I might end up rooting for Pittsburgh this weekend because mm. I think Cleveland is more likely to fall out. And that's without the numbers, too. I'm not looking at the numbers either for that. Okay, see, I also agree to the second part. Cleveland's more likely to fall out, which is why I have Cleveland winning this game okay. as a better thing. Because I think well, then, then you can still catch Pittsburgh because I don't think Pittsburgh's that great. I guess because I don't think both are missing. Right. Boy, the AFC is so interesting now, especially yeah. with the injuries to Sean Watson last night, Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson also left the game last night. Uh, he wound up coming back in, but the, the Ravens did have a significant loss uh, with tight end Mark Andrews. All right. Sean McDermott's ready to go, so we're going to join the Bills head coach right now here on WGR. You're listening to Buffalo Bills Football Friday on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. 550. Now, here's Sal and Joe with Coach McDermott. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Kaleida Health, the official health care provider of the Buffalo Bills. By Dun Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. And by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Bills head coach Sean McDermott joins us on the West Her Hotline. Good morning, coach. It's Sal and Joe. Hope you're enjoying your Friday. I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Hope you are as well. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, coach, as we always do, let's start with uh, injuries. You had six players on the injury report, all listed as limited yesterday. How does today look? Is anybody declared out as of right now for the game on Sunday? None, none of those players will be declared out. Uh, they will all practice in some form today. Great to see. And, of course, obviously, getting some of those players back, some defensive uh, reinforcements, seeing Micah Hyde, seeing Cam Lewis. How did you think that your team kind of handled their absences, especially given new players like Rasul Douglas, who has to play a little bit more? How do you think that your team kind of handled that adversity and situation last week with a few new guys out? I think they, they handled it well. They really did. And, and they played hard. Um, whoever was in the game, um, you're talking about new players like Russell and, yep. and Linval, and then uh, some players who were who were backup stepping in for for some of the starters that were out. I thought they really they really uh, did a nice job. All right, coach. Obviously, the big news of the week is your change in offensive coordinator. Uh, no longer Ken Dorsey. It's now Joe Brady. How 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 has the team? Do you think responded to that change in their demeanor, um, the practice, whatever it is, just what you've seen from them, both on the field and off the field, as you've advanced here since uh, Tuesday morning? Right. Certainly uh, not an easy situation uh, at the beginning of the week, and uh, but been very impressed with how the how the how the teams handled it and. Um, you know, the practice yesterday, the energy at practice and, and uh, being able to put together a good game plan as we head into uh, the contest against the Jets this weekend. You mentioned a little bit early in the week about Josh Allen and his mentality on where he's at and the state of the offense. Is it a concern for you? Is that saying too much about the way Allen mentally is going into these games? Well, I mean, I think more than anything, it's it's the turnovers that, uh, are a concern, right? And so th- that can tend to affect mentality and, and confidence. And so that's, that's probably the number one thing more than anything else we have to fix offensively. And, and on that, just to follow up, like just looking at some big play numbers, Sean, like th- they're down a little bit for your team this year compared to last uh, past seasons. Is, is any element of Allen and, and your offense turning the ball over like his desire to want to push the ball down the field is that is that a struggle for him that if it's not there like being able to go a full game without trying to push the ball down the field when when he shouldn't right i mean josh has so many strengths um but but some of his challenges are when he 
doesn't take what the defense gives them and, and gets a little bit, you know, um, greedy, I, I would say, to your point, and, and then he gets himself into trouble. And then when you put the ball in trouble, bad things happen So over the course of time. So those are things we're working on, and he needs to continue, continue to, to work on as well with his game. Sean, how has uh, Joe Brady responded to his new role? Obviously, we met with him yesterday. He's a very energetic um, guy, as you have said, and, you know, positive uh, personality. How has he responded the last few days? I thought I've been very impressed by Joe. Um, you know, uh, he didn't uh, hesitate whatsoever when we discussed things uh, Tuesday there, uh, Tuesday morning, and he, he took the ball and ran and ran with it, and, and has done that ever since. And uh, his leadership has has been very evident uh, over the last three days here. Just to clean up a couple things on that end, Coach, um, do you have or will you be naming a quarterbacks coach, or is that something that's kind of fluid and going forward? Yeah, that, that'll remain fluid going forward. And then the interim tag on Joe Brady, is that just something that, hey, we'll visit that down the line? Is that something that you know will be in play here as, as in the next several weeks or so? Well, we'll take it one day at a time. Um, that's, that's really what we're focused on right now and, and playing the Jets this Sunday. Okay, and I want to ask about, you know, fans ask us a lot, so I'll ask you, you know, your, your philosophy on fumbling the ball. James Cook, he had a few fumbles, but first, especially the first one in the game, he fumbles the ball. And he doesn't see the field for a little while after that. What is your overarching general philosophy on that? And does it change based on player? Maybe who the player is, how he's been in the league, maybe times he has fumbled before. How do you approach situations like that when you have to make those determinations? Well, you want to try and be as consistent as possible, um, knowing that two two situations are not never exactly alike. And, and when you have a younger player, um, sometimes, you know, the, the they have to they have to learn. Um and, and because trust is built over the course of time, right? And so with an older player, you want to still have uh, the same standard, uh, but trust has been built up if, if an older player is still here and playing uh, like, like we have some players that are and, and had uh, similar struggles the other night as James had, you know, sometimes you're given a little bit more because uh, you've shown over the course of time that that's not really who you are. So all of that said, uh, you try and remain as consistent as possible and stay very clear on the communication of what's expected and how it's expected to be done. On the defensive side of the football, Sean, the team's starting to get a little bit healthier. We talked earlier about some of the injured guys, Hyde, uh, Benford, among those that didn't play Monday, back to practice, knowing that some won't return. Tredavious White, we'll see about you know the others, Jones, Milano, but... Do you feel like there's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel? There's new guys that are getting more comfortable, a little bit healthier. Um, do you feel confident with your defensive personnel going forward? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate the way the guys have worked to get themselves available potentially for this weekend. Um, Micah being one of them, you mentioned uh, Christian Benford, who was starting for us, and um, he'll probably be available if he is available in a backup role this week. That'll be CB I'm talking about. Okay. You know, Micah trends for the next day or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to see these guys, you know, wanting to come back, working themselves back and, and, um, you know, they love being out there. They love playing with their teammates. All right, Sean, let's focus on the uh, New York Jets this week, your uh, upcoming opponent, a team you lost to week one in overtime, of course. Uh, what makes their defense so challenging? It is a really ferocious defense numbers wise, talent wise. What is special about them? Well, I mean, I, I listen. I haven't gone back specifically this year to track where they were drafted, but they have a ton of players, um, at least that I'm aware of, that were drafted in the first or, or second round. And 
um, and they've hit on those. I mean, those guys are in particular up front. And then when you look at, um, you know, Sauce Gardner, uh, as well as their other corner on the other side, I mean, they're two really good corners. I think that was a good pickup for them opposite of Sauce um, with their corner there. And and, um, and then you look at uh, Mosley inside. Um, I mean, he's as good as there is. He's very instinctive. He's kind of the the uh, the leader um, of that of that defense, and he they use him to rush the passer. He does a great job reading the quarterback's eyes, and and so they've got a a veteran player in there that uh, does a great job, um, seemingly to me, coordinating that that defense for him. On the uh, offensive side of the football, um, thinking back to week one a little bit, some of the big runs that Brees Hall can have, thats a, is, would that be a priority, a big one for your defense this week? He's outstanding, right? I mean, he was one of the top running backs on our list coming out um, that year, and he is not disappointed. I mean, he is uh, – I would say, you know, that this ACL injury, you don't see players come back like he has this season so quick or so quickly, and, and um, he's playing at a high level, and – Gosh, sometimes you're like, hey, what would he have looked like in his second season if he wasn't hurt, you know, coming back here? So he's going to be an all-star in the league and certainly a guy that we have to take away. Sean, just an operational question before we uh, let you go here. A Sunday 425 p.m. game at home is kind of unusual. On the road, a little bit different. You don't get many of those at home. Do you have to kind of remind the guys or how do you go about just saying, hey, it's a 425 p.m. game. Your routine's going to be a little different when you wake up in the morning and getting to the stadium and all that. How, how do you handle all that? Well, routine is different, and routine is important, as you mentioned, Sal. And, um, you know, we've played at all different times this year, in particular of late. It seems like we've had all night games. So uh, this will be a nice welcome, welcomed uh, uh, deal here at home in particular, and, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Well, we're going to get the weather check from your guy, Pat Hammer, coming up here soon, Sean, so we'll let you know, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> all right you got it. Thanks a lot, and uh, have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Sunday. All right, sounds good. You too. All right, thank you. That is head coach Sean McDermott. So good news on the injury front. Everybody who is limited on the injury report, which means pretty much the whole team, is going to practice today in some capacity. So that's obviously very good news. I love loved your question about Allen because I loved his answer. He he admitted. He said, look, Josh has to stay. Like, sometimes that's the challenge for Josh, right? We can go back and play exactly his words, Joe. But he said sometimes the challenge for Josh is to remain patient like that, basically. And that is what's happening. Without the, mm-hmm. without the big plays happening and teams forcing him underneath, he's right. got to do that. Right. I wonder if it can happen. Because he's needed to. And we're still here. We're still in this place where it feels like he's got to do it. He's got to do it. Um, it's, it's, that, that I almost want, like, the offseason will be so interesting for this, even more than now. I, I don't know that they have the ability to open things up down the field. So many teams are struggling to do that. So if that's the case, then yeah, the only answer. To limiting the turnovers, I think, is Allen taking what is there. What I would what I would hope for in the future is this offense gets back to a, a place where he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to make that mental decision. Because I think you just want you want it to be open. And that's a combination again of receivers and the coordinator providing him with guys that are open down the field. But again, now that you're at a place where, hey, that's not happening. Then, then it becomes um, then it's on the quarterback. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number to call. Let's go to Carl in Connecticut. Hi, Carl. Thanks for uh, waiting patiently through head coach Sean McDermott. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, two questions, but I just want to do a quick shout out. Um, 
my nephew passed away a few years ago, and yesterday was his birthday. So, happy birthday, Dominic, up there in heaven watching down on us. And um, he used to be my lifeline. He turned me on to you guys, so you're it now. So, well, we uh, we. We we we're sorry for your loss, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad that yeah. you um, I'm glad that you tune in to get your uh, Buffalo Bills information. We appreciate that all the time. Thanks, guys. Um, so the two things, and if I could stay on because there's a 20 minute delay, and I, I get I get crazy. So, and I'll just listen. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, when is I'm sorry, Fournette? When do you think Fournette's going to come into play? Number one. Second question. And I think Frazier touched on it earlier before I came on. If I heard him right. And to mean to get in with you guys is I feel like we have a better offensive line. He has more time in the pocket, pocket, Josh Allen, that is. And it just seems like the secondary knows he's not running nearly as much as he used to. So they're going to, they're going to stay up on the receivers versus I feel like maybe two, three years ago when we did a little more play action or roll out, whatever you want to call it, they would maybe, they wouldn't stay up on the receivers tight, which might create that space that we're lacking. And I just feel like if we do that, rather than force him to be a pocket guy, again, when he does that play action, the threat to run, they might play up just enough to give that separation to get these guys open. But, again, we got to dump it out quicker. But he clearly has a lot of time in the pocket. But, again, they're playing up on the receivers because they're not feeling the threat of him running. That's all. Those are my two questions. So, yeah, I mean, I think Frazier kind of touched on that, right? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. if you, if you don't have that, ex- Josh is an extra running back when he's running. That's what he is. You have to account for him. For him, you have to you have to play him. You have to account for him. Yeah. And when he's not, you don't have to account for him. You can cover. Just play coverage. That's what you got to do. Joe, remember when Josh? Like, if you played man to man defense, as soon as you turn your back, what's he doing? Take it off. Your back's to him. Just, things like that aren't happening. Because teams are like, we're just going to cover you because you're not running anyway, and we're just going to keep everything in front of us. And then it brings into what Sean McDermott talked about. On Fournette, yeah. first question that he asked. Oh, he asked to keep I'm so sorry. sorry. I did release Carl. I'm sorry, Carl. Hopefully you still get the uh, answer here in Connecticut. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even as early as this week. He Didn't he, on his social media, somebody pointed out he, I didn't see this. He wrote, hey, I'm close or getting closer or something like that. I don't know. There was something about him. So people thought maybe last week he'd be elevated. He also said he it was going to take him a few weeks, three to four weeks to learn the playbook. Um, this is the kind of game where we just talked about rushing yards, controlling the game. You're playing Zach Wilson. You don't have to get into a scoring battle. This would seem like the perfect opportunity, Joe, and at home, to give communication then, mm-hmm. playbook, learning. Yep. This would be the opportunity maybe to get Leonard Fournette involved. Especially when Cook fumbled again. And the, at the end of that game, the big run that it, he basically dribbled it to him. How did he right? not run away? He's fast. How did he not run away from that guy? After I actually, when I watched that playback, I think he would have scored yeah. if he didn't fumble it. I think you're right. I think if he had, t- he was going for an angle that was a little bit more to the left than where he ended up. I think he would have outran the secondary. But once he had to kind of, I mean, he didn't have to slow up much, but he had to, he had to stagger a little bit to be able to grab the football back. And I think that little pause is what allowed them to catch up to him. So, I think he would have scored if he didn't, if they scored anyway, so it was okay. But, although I guess time on the clock became important. Um, because Cook fumbled there, they didn't really have an opportunity to bench him after that. I mean, I think he played the next snap, and then they took him off the field, and that was it. Their, off, that, their offensive night was over. So, 
Like Ty Johnson got a carry in that game. He did return after the second fumble, which wasn't really on him. It was an exchange and more on Josh Allen, right? That one was on Allen. That one right. was definitely on Allen. Yeah. When, when I say second fumble for him, I even mean the the one okay, where he okay. caught it back up. Right. Because that yeah that the one where Allen Allen messed that one up. Yeah. Um. I don't. I wonder because they gave Ty Johnson a carry. If they think we might not be able to trust James Cook as much. So if we have to bench him again, which I still think is nuts to bench him, but okay, if they're going to do that, then don't they want Fournette in the lineup? I still wonder, though, if it's possible he's just here because they needed a fourth running back on the practice squad, and they looked around and they liked him more than some undrafted free agent that was on the street. Maybe, but Joe, that... He hasn't played yet. But He you wasn't take, good last year. But from Leonard Fournette's angle, would you really sign... They, would you sign up for you'd that? You'd be like... Okay, what's my role going to be? That's a good point. And if they yep. completely lie to you, I mean, then it would be one thing. And I'm thinking they're probably telling him, look, you're going to play. Here's our, our vision for you. And that's why he decides to sign here in Buffalo in that situation. Speaking of lying, this Carissa Thompson thing. Yeah. I mean, I, what she did, what she admitted to is bad for everybody. But especially people who do this job, which is me included, like, hey, we can't trust you anyway, media. So guess what? Now here's someone saying we can that you're making stuff up. Yeah. And it's awful. And I can't believe I mean, I, I can't believe she even would make up a report. People say, why would she admit it? Why'd she do it? Yeah. And, and let me just give some insight how this works. OK. There's TV sideline reports. There's radio sideline reports. We know that. I'm a radio sideline reporter. We have a joke in the industry. Mm -hmm. I do with the TV reporters. I know a lot of the TV reporters. I know Tracy very well. I know mm -hmm. Evan Washburn very well. Uh, all the, the ones we see a lot, you know, lately I've gotten to know Stacey Dales pretty mm -hmm. well. Uh, Melissa Stark, because now Bills are on primetime a lot. Then on the radio side, we got our guy John Harris in Houston. Got our guy TJ Reeves. You got Susie out in Denver. There's the radio. There's this fraternity of sideline reporters. There's this joke we have, basically, we don't generally, a lot of us, we don't get to talk to the coaches at halftime, the radio. Some do. They have it in their rights contracts where they do. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't. The TV always does. They're getting the coaches. And the joke is, well, that's the difference between billions and millions, right? You're paying billions. You get the coach at halftime. You know, we're paying millions. Yeah. We don't get that, but we have other things. So this is an exclusive kind of access that she has being on television, I understand that things can happen where maybe you don't hear from Bill Belichick as he's going in or going out. There's a lot going on, and you're trying to catch up. You're supposed to talk. You know what you do in that situation? You say, you just don't throw it down to her, ask for a report. Or you mm -hmm. say, we were unable to catch up with Bill Belichick. Obviously, things didn't go right for them in the first half. Maybe give an opinion. What you can't do under mm -hmm. any circumstance is say, yeah, I spoke with him, and he said this. When you clearly did not speak with him, and you're lying about it, and then she admits it. Yeah. And then it makes everyone else's job look bad and harder, well, to a lot of people. I don't think that anyone's not going to trust me giving you an injury report because sure. of what Carissa Thompson said. Sure. I don't think anyone's not going to trust me giving you an NFL scoreboard because mm -hmm. of what Carissa Thompson did. But it's a general theme of, there you go, can't trust the media. Yeah. She, by the way, did release a statement about okay. 10 minutes ago. Well, I didn't even know that. It's pretty lengthy. Okay. Um, she does say, I mean, she apologizes for it. She promises she was never unethical. Or she said, in the absence 
of a coach providing information that w- could further my report. I would use information that I learned and saw during the first half to create my report. Which, again, how different is this from what she said? She said, for example, if a team was 0 for 7 on third down, that would clearly be an area they need to improve in the second half. In these instances, I never attributed anything I said to a player or a coach. Hmm. She said she made it up, makes it up, though, right? Didn't she say that in the podcast? She did. And I think even what she's saying here is almost like she's... What going, I just told you. She could yeah. say, hey, I didn't catch up with him, but this is what they need to do better. My opinion, right? That's okay. You're, you're, yeah. a, you're a reporter on the game. Maybe they don't want your opinion because you're the sideline reporter, but that's a way around it, I'm saying. Right. I, I think it's definitely a bad look, and it's real, it, especially if... I think what she really missed on is she didn't understand the value in which what she was admitting. Like, right. once she, she did this, what, 15 years ago? Is it what she, is it, didn't she say that? Either way, beginning of her career, you've done it. Be, go to the grave with it. Never say anything. Because that is really where all, that's, that's the only thing that can really hurt you here. Like, she even said it. No coach is ever going to call her out on it. That's right. But the media will. People will, and there will be a harm that is that is extricated from that if you admit it. If you admit, I made up that the coach said that they had to be better on third downs. It the, the information is not the what the harm is. Who cares, right? Like on that level, what the coaches say at halftime is made up by the coaches anyway. So, but what when she admits to it, she is right. She's doing damage to her colleagues. She's doing damage to the industry. As a whole, and that's where I think she really made a misstep in in not recognizing by admitting what she admitted the the can of worms that she was about to unleash, especially when she's a woman. She's a woman in the industry, and let's be real they're never going they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt the same way some others might. I've seen a lot of women, sideline reporters, media people, and other women really going hard after, and she deserves it. Yeah, I think she definitely deserves it. Character's how you act when people aren't watching, when people aren't paying attention. That's your character right there. That's your character, right? Which is, hey, nobody knows. I'm just going to do this, and no one will know. Yeah. This was from her Instagram account, by the way. I don't believe I – didn't, I didn't watch the whole Amazon broadcast, but I don't believe she addressed it on Amazon yesterday. I don't think so, and there was a lot of pushback against that. Maybe they told her not to, say, hey, you can re- release your own statement. It's fresh. Let's do that. Yeah. But I thought maybe uh, she should have. We do know that Ryan Fitzpatrick addressed Festivus on the broadcast last <laughs> night, and the rest of the set had no idea I what could, the hell he was talking nobody about. Nobody knew. Not one. 0 for 5 or 0 for 4? I know, right? You would have known. I You would have at least known what he was referencing. Yes, but not the full scope, but yes. Okay. That's good. You like you would have known he was referencing like a holiday Seinfeld thing. Yes. Even if you didn't know the inner like they did they just didn't even it's like they never heard of it. I mean clearly (laughs) they had never heard of it. Unbelievable. Patrick Hammer on the weather Sunday, Bills, Jets. Plus, what's this rumbling about we're hearing this big snow event maybe we oh, gotta man. get with Pat? Just we like gotta that. ask him about that. We- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. 
extreme minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come back here on WGR. All right, a couple of things here before we get to Pat Hammer. So after our media session, we just had Sean McDermott on the radio a little while ago. He met with the Buffalo media. It might be still going on. I think he might be done. Either way, just a couple of things he said that are noteworthy. Sean McDermott said that there's an outside chance Daquan Jones could play again this year. Okay. Not looking like that for Matt Milano. Also said he doesn't believe at this time that Damian Harris will entertain the idea of coming back this year. So based on those things he said... In his Zoom call with the rest of the media after he left us here, Daquan Jones possibly coming back this year, outside yep. chance. No Matt Milano, no Damian Harris from the way it's looking right now. All right. That was Sean McDermott. He also met with us a little while ago. Check that out on demand, WGR550.com. Sabres tonight, they take on the Winnipeg Jets at 8, pregame at 7 p.m. here on WGR. In the meantime, let's talk about the weather for Sunday and what is happening with all these rumors about some snow event. Our guy Patrick Hammer joins us now. Break it down. When you need to know what to wear, is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? What to prepare for? You're about to find out. Here's Sal and Joe with your game day forecast with Channel 2 weatherman extraordinaire. Here's Patrick. Have a time. Pat Hammer, WGRC TV 2. Chief Meteorologist joins us on the West Her Hotline. All right, Pat, we got some. Uh, we had a really big change this morning in the weather. Like, I walked my son to the bus stop at 7.30, and it was beautiful and nice. And it then go- I leave here to go come here at 9 o'clock, and it's pouring rain and cold. And it, it's gross. I know. It was 61 degrees, a mild, refreshing breeze, and uh, then a front decided to come pay a visit, and that all changed in a hurry. We've dropped, like, 10 degrees in the past two hours. Uh, the rain has let up a little bit, but there's still more. It's going to be a, a pretty soggy afternoon. Uh, yeah, just kind of gloomy, breezy, and uh, we're going to be in the 40s uh, as we head into um, mid to late afternoon. So, yeah, it was nice to have that morning, but it's over. <laughs> it was nice to have the last few days, but it's over. <laughs> Dude, it's, no, it's been a great stretch, you know, through last weekend. And, and yeah, it's been uh, really nice, comfortable uh, uh, weather. But that's what we said. We, remember we talked last week, I said, you know, when the Bills have this home game, and then they're going to be no home games for a while, which is when the weather is going to be getting more active around here. So maybe they're timing this out just, just perfectly. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, um, a better weekend, but then a game that uh, looks at this point like the weather is going to cooperate. It'd be really nice for Sunday late afternoon. What does that mean, cooperate? Come on, tell yeah, us. Like, give us the goods, Pat. Okay, what do we got? I'm going to give you the goods. Okay, so here's the deal. On Saturday, Sunday itself, well, Saturday is going to be nice, a little cool. Sunday, there will be a little more cloudiness. There could be a little wandering shower or a snowflake during the day, but mainly in the morning by tailgating time, really, and kickoff, it should it will be dry. Uh, temperatures in the low 40s for tailgaters, kickoff temperature of about 39, 40 degrees. And then, you know, even though it's a 425 kickoff, you know, the game's going to be in the dark. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to get cooler. We're going to be in the uh, mid 
30s by the fourth quarter. Um, hopefully not playing catch-up football again. Um, the um, wind will be a northwesterly breeze. Uh, so once again, that's kind of towards the tunnel. And that would be in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. So not looking uh, as breezy as the last two home games have been. So um, all in all, pretty nice night for football. Just a little on the cool side. No chance of precipitation? Uh, no. Again, during the day. During the day. Um, a few flakes, but not the uh, 81 inches that the station was carrying in snow totals a year ago right now. Wow. A year ago right <laughs> this now. Is the anniversary, of course. Yeah, it's today uh, is the anniversary of the beginning of the uh, Lake Effect event that brought, you know, six and a half to seven feet of snow to uh, Orchard Park, Hamburg, those areas. It was crazy. Is this it for the warm temperatures? Like today it's raining, so you might not be able to enjoy it anyway, but the 50s and 60s that we saw this week? I, no, I'm not – I think even though the weather's going to get more active, especially next week, uh, I, I have a hunch that November may not start off on a very chilly note. Uh, so I don't see any you mean December. Arctic air. What did I say? November. November. Sorry. December. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, won't, won't start off terribly cold. In okay. fact, so I would not be surprised if there are more days in the fifties, um, uh, at all. In okay. fact, we may get one or two of those next week too. So, Ooh. um, uh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, but the, the, on Tuesday it's going to be wet, so you wouldn't really enjoy it anyway. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm not ruling out some more mild air potentially to start next month. All right. What about these rumors that we're hearing and people posting things about some sort of weather oh, yeah. event, lake effect, lake effect? Set us straight. What What do you see on the horizon? Is something coming? Okay. So, yeah, and, you know, we sent out a, a post that said, hey, heads up. There is a potential, but we didn't put snowfall amounts or some of these computer model generated snowfall totals that just are clickbait and they get people all hot and bothered. So the deal is, is that, yeah, yesterday there was a growing sign of a pretty significant uh, lake effect event for the Wednesday Thanksgiving Day time period. Um, things were there, but remember, this is six to seven days out. And you always caution to forecast lake effect events that far out because the moving parts for this thing are on the other side of the globe right now. <laughs> so these weather systems kind of travel across, you know, uh, the Pacific Ocean and then move on shore. And, you know, everything's kind of kind of come together. Well, one of those pieces doesn't seem to be playing a, a role in today's outlook. So, uh, it, it, you know, the snowfall forecast backed off considerably uh, today doesn't mean it can't go back the other way. So it's a good idea to have a heads up to just say, hey, there's something that's brewing. There's, there is a potential. And, you know, even the weather service isn't on this. They're saying, hey, there is a potential. But man alive, things can really change between now and then. And going into snow totals or where the snow is going to be, it's just too soon, especially when there are certain weather patterns that are more clear cut. The, the snowstorm, uh, from a year ago, we kind of saw that four or five days out. We're about five to six days out, and there is tremendous uncertainty. So just be – keep an eye, you know. Keep And, oh, by the way, your app, which I understand, mm -hmm. some of the apps are tied directly into one weather model. And that one weather model has been all over the place. So if you look at your app, one day it's going to say something else, and you know. So – 
you know, we like to do our app, you know, on our channel two one kind of manually. So it's, it's humans that are putting in the data. But I don't be surprised if you're looking at an app and you see wild swings for the forecast for next week. All right. So, so let me ask you, let me ask it this way. Yeah. yeah. Do you see any kind of indications that we could do have anything like we saw a year ago? Like right now, is, is that, is, is there anything like, like that that we need to at least have? Like a, does it have the potential yes. as of this moment to be that bad? Yesterday, yesterday I was like, Ooh, yeah, there was a potential okay. of, of uh, a couple, you know, that's what the models were showing, but sometimes it can, is there a potential for that? Uh, maybe not. But did the models change today to kind of let you maybe that's say, okay. I, that's what I'm trying to okay. tell you is that when I came in this morning, right. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And even since then, new data's come in and it's like, oh. But in about an hour and a half, two hours, we're going to get a whole new sweep of data. And I think based on what those models tell us, we will see, is this trend into a less snowy scenario continuing? Or does it go back the other way? I have a hunch that we're trending in that direction of maybe less snow. Okay. Um, rain is coming on Tuesday. No doubt about that. Um, the question is, will there be enough cold air coming in behind it to produce the lake effect snow? And this one was looking kind of like a long duration deal um, where it lasts a day or two. Um, so that, that just remains to be seen. There wasn't as much cold air on the models this morning, so um, we're going to watch it. That's the best we can do right now. What do your What do your models say about Christmas? I mean, I understand. I get that we are five. Give weeks us away. the Christmas for no, but yes, I mean, like that. you know, you say you, you say <laughs> you say that you know maybe December could start. You know, not it could be a little warmer, but uh, like, is there any indications about what these patterns might hold for Christmas time? Actually, there there is, in fact, in. And when we look at uh, long-range stuff, you can kind of see trends or signals, rather. And there is a signal right now for a milder start to December. But I think maybe our true winter weather pattern evolves around the holidays and into January, Mm -hmm. where that's when the cold air may be arriving and things get a lot more active. So I have a hunch that as we end that, you know, last week of December into January. And now, wow. You're calling for cold and snow in January, <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm, that's you're really going out on a limb there. Hmm. My point is, is that it may not be a terribly snowy first part of the winter, but as we head towards the holidays and thereafter, it may get more so. I forgot to ask you about um, Philly next weekend. We'll talk about that next weekend, though. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. This event you're talking about next week, would that be all East Coast? Could the Bills play in Philly We uh, Thanksgiving weekend, obviously? Um, That's right. Um, Sunday, yeah, though. That's. That's next Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm just wondering, this yeah. this thing you're seeing that's, that could be here, like, is that widespread or just more locally because it is lake effect? It would be locally. Good question. Gotcha. This would be uh, a lake effect snow, not a – I don't see any snowy threat at this point for next weekend on the East Coast. I do not. Okay. Yeah. All right, Pat. Well, that was good. That was a good breakdown. You're making me feel better at least. I mean, I was really anticipating, like, oh, my God, it's going to turn Sunday for the game. I'm feeling okay about the game, and I'm starting to feel a little bit better about next week now. Yeah, I, I would. I would feel better about Sunday for sure. Well, nothing. I mean, it was never looking bad. Right. Um, and so it's just it's looking good. And, and the trends right now. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to caution. I'm not saying it's not going to snow next Wednesday, Thursday. It still very well could. It's just very uncertain as to how much and where. I know. That's 
sounds wishy-washy, but I'm, that's just that's how it is. That's how it, that's how it looks right now. That's the way it goes. All you other people, you can never hammer anything down. Patrick Hammer, no pun intended. Yeah. Hey, buddy, thank you very much. No, we do really appreciate that. Thanks, and we'll see. That's how. Where can people find that? By the way, if they really want to get the true, you know, what you're saying, the, the app you guys have, and all that kind of stuff, you can just you know yeah, tell everybody. The, the WGRZ. Uh, our app is, you know, the weather, uh, it's a good app, but the weather part again is human created. So it's yep. not, you know, some crazy algorithm somewhere. Oh, you know, a lot of apps are good, but I like ours. Um, and, you know, on Twitter, we try to keep it real, kind of keep it straight and not throw, you know, these crazy scenarios out there to, uh, to garner fear because uh, that doesn't do anybody any good. So, you know, on Twitter, I like to stay pretty active there as well. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, enjoy your Sunday. Have a great, have a great Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh yes, you as well, guys. Okay, thank you, Patrick Hammer on the West Her Hotline. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up your uh, Friday here. Man, week has gone by on the Extra Point Show. All right, Joe. It's Friday. Anything else? Uh, any uh, house cleaning? What do we got? What do we haven't talked about yet? Uh, we got another match. Patrick Kane. We haven't talked about Patrick Kane. That's nothing's happened in the last couple days. Anything going to happen? Um, maybe next week. Do you think that maybe next week something will happen? You think Buffalo's a serious name here? Kevin Adams said, "Where did he say it?" He said with uh, I think it was um, it was in in, it was was it Pierre LeBron? It might have been Pierre. Yeah, in in his in his thoughts. Yep, he was on record as saying, "We've told the agent to stay in contact with us." Right. That, That paraphrasing. So yeah, I think they're in the running. We thought that one night when there were like rumors on Twitter that maybe it would happen that night. Mm-hmm. Not to that point. Um, that could happen. Get another matchup against the Jets tonight. It's Jets week. Double Jets oh, week. Oh, Jets and Jets. Jets and Jets. Where's that Jets? How, how, how are they doing? Mm, that they're winning. Jets. They're 8-5-2. and two. I can't tell you much more than that. Hellebuck? Hellebuck's been great, I guess. Yeah. Uh, wait, don't quote me on that. I, th- I thought he had been, but I, I'm, not, I'm not, not studying his numbers. Yeah. Need some wins. Need some good things to happen. Yeah. Anything. Somebody start winning. Some some f- f- just raining like, out now. <laughs> the weather's like about many. to turn. Like give us something to, to be happy about. Anybody. Hmm. Yeah, we The bandits that, are gonna have a banner raising ceremony oh, at some point. I'd, right. I'd like it to be before that. Sabres only home once between now and the like end of the month, right? Josh found earlier it is Wednesday night they are in Washington. It's the yeah. first time they're not home on Thanksgiving Eve since two thousand nine. Yeah, that's a that that's something they used to always do. The last time it was also in Washington, really, and it was a that's two funny. nothing loss to Washington. That's a coincidence. Well, mm. you're, you're predicting two nothing. Uh, I don't Wednesday. do predictions, so no. <laughs> also, we did not touch on Burrow last night, really, did we? I mean, a little bit at the top of the show. Go ahead. I mean, it's just a big deal. My question no, you're is, right. we did a little sprained bit. wrist though. Like, what does that tell me? Because to be honest with you, are we? I, sure and, I, and this is not a shot at the Bengals themselves because this is what coaches do. Like, that calf injury, they totally downplayed, and it was a bigger deal. Yeah, for sure. So what about this now? How much can you really even trust them on it? Right. And can I trust that it's just the just the wrist? Man, I it he held his elbow. Maybe that was just the way he did it so that he could, like, flex his wrist. Wait, they, I'll tell you what we didn't touch on. They are being investigated now for not having him on the injury report. Right. That's something. And I think Schefter said that could be a fine or it could be a draft yes. pick. Imagine if they lost a draft pick for that. So he walks off the bus. He's got his... He's got a wrist, wrist taped, his wrist in a brace. Yeah, it was in a brace. And this is before the game, before he even had the injury. Yep. And then you're like, wait a minute, he had the injury, something happened. 
But there wasn't an injury in the game. He just winced, right? Like yeah. there wasn't – I didn't watch it at the time. Yep. From what I know or saw, you tell me if this is right or wrong. Like during the game, he threw a pass and suddenly just kind of like, oh. Immediately. It was the touchdown It pass. wasn't like he was – He threw it and the on his follow-through, you saw him like yeah, – he winced. Okay. And then he immediately grabbed his arm and tried flexing his hand, went to the sideline, tried to grip a football, couldn't do it. What do you got going on tomorrow? Anything cool this weekend? What are you doing? Uh, we're putting Christmas decorations up. Oh, yeah. We started doing that, too. Yeah. Out, as great, long as man. the weather's fine, get up on the roof, put yeah. some, pin the lights up. Put the Christmas the music on. I don't know if I'll put the music oh, on. Oh, come on. I'm on a Fleetwood Mac, come on. I'm on a Fleetwood Mac no. kick lately. Alexa, play Fleetwood Christmas Mac. music. You Josh. definitely just turned somebody's Christmas music I know. Music That's what I'm doing. Alexa, play Christmas music. In the meantime, Josh, get us to break. Sabres Live up next. Thanks for hanging out with us. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.